Good morning, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Friday, September 18, 2015, and this is the ride. Yeehaw, yeehaw, it is Friday. It is Friday. Friday! Time is ticking, 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 uh, into the future. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was spending time with my buddy Max this morning. Reading some revelation. It's good to get a revelation. It's good to get new, new information from the word. And it's even better when it's revealed what it means. Revelation. I'm just remembering the description of heaven and... I just, I don't know. I can put my mind in it. I can put my mind there. And people talk about heaven being so beautiful and everything. And yeah, I suppose. But you know, the coolest thing about it is that God is there... Jesus is there. There is no darkness there. Ah, just a just an awesome feeling. But until then, we have this world that we live in. And you know what? We are the you know, it talked about how Jesus was the lamp in heaven. You know, because it talked about how there was no need for the sun and heavenly lights because the glory of God lit the place and Jesus was the lamp well guess what we're the lamp here because we're showing Jesus to the world I guess it's a really good picture to see heaven and what it is and then you see earth and we know what it is. And in the spirit realm, I don't know, I, I've been seeing the earth more and more in the spirit as I'm in the word. And I, you can see the, the world as a dark place spiritually. And I, I believe that we're in a dark time without a doubt. But I also know that the power of the living God is in those who are believers and are the church the church of the living God and I believe that we are called to this time to shine the light of Jesus and our I guess I don't know what your plan is my plan is to put some light into places that are dark and that's why I keep telling you I'm not worried at this point about what you think of me. I'm going to tell you the way it is, the way that I see it, the way that the Lord is speaking to me. I'm going to not be ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to tell you that it changes lives. I'm going to tell you that prayer of a righteous man and woman changes things, changes the environment, causes you to think different. I'm going to tell you those things. 
And I'm not going to be bashful. Time is short. Our ride is nearly done. And there are pockets of darkness in this world. And they need to be exposed to the light. So... I'm going in a slightly different direction now because I want to tell you a little bit. Okay, you guys know that I'm kind of geeky. I'm kind of a science nerd, maybe a little bit computer nerd, whatever you want to call me. Call me what you will. But I like science and um, I just like that kind of stuff. And I was reading a book a while back and this is when I was probably in my late 20s no early 30s yeah I, I know I know how can that be since I'm only 25 right <laughs> but I read a book it was called Case for a Creator or Case for the Creator I think written by Lee Strobel if you're anything like me and you want to understand things, and you're into science, and you love your Lord, I would check out that book. In fact, I would check out that book even if you don't have a relationship with God, but you do love science. I'm going to tell you a little story. Because I think this is important. Understanding what it is or why it is that you believe a certain way is important. If you can't defend why you believe a certain way, you have to ask yourself, do you really believe that way? Or are you just regurgitating what somebody told you? You know, you got to defend what you believe, right? I was reading this book and it illuminated some things that I, uh, I'd been struggling with as far as, you know... I'm not going to try to go too deep into this discussion, but the stars and the universe and things, really, I had a hard time, at one point I had a really hard time believing in God. Because it looked like everything that was there, everything that I can see, could be explained by just... You know what the evolutionists and the atheists say. Well, I want to tell you a little bit of a story about what they say, and then we're gonna we're gonna see what takes more faith: believing in God the Father as a creator, or let's, yeah, or believing that all this stuff that was created was created in simply natural processes. Because when I was younger, way younger, in high school, I went to a Christian school, and we had studied evolution, because they were, they were actually, <laughs> they were doing it right. They were teaching both, evolution and creationism, you know. Of course, the public schools of today won't do that because they only look at the natural explanation for something. And of course, if you do that, then you're totally eliminating any potential for a spiritual explanation for something. But because 
natural is the only thing that you can observe, apparently. Um, it totally excludes the spiritual. And by the way, the scripture says that it is clear by looking at creation that there is a creator. It's clear. And I think the reason is, is because everything that was created from my faith-filled standpoint, everything we see exists because of a word spoken by God Almighty. And so the truth is, if you want to take that faith statement of mine as truth, the truth is everything you can see, even the fact that you can see, even the fact that you care about what you see, was birthed by something supernatural outside of nature. But atheists refuse that option. So then you're stuck with what's observable in nature. And that's why you don't get any form of supernatural explanation for anything. For the longest time, atheists, those who were atheists, meaning they didn't believe in a theist or a deity, they said the universe had always existed. And therefore you didn't need to have anything that would create something that pre-existed time, really. You didn't have to have an explanation for it. If it was always there, it just always was there. We as Christians believed what the Bible teaches, that God was the creator and God was the cause that created all the effects. And of course, atheists would say, no, the universe pre-existed, it was just always there, is eternally existent. But then something unique happened. Somebody determined, I don't know if it was Hubble or somebody, found that the universe was expanding, but expanding in such a way that would imply that there had to have been a singularity, they call it, or a point at which everything started. And of course, the evolutionist idea, the atheist idea, was that well, there was this thing called the Big Bang. So we learned about the Big Bang in school. And in a Christian school, you know, we looked at that explanation with disdain because it, it flew in the face of God to have this big bang that just happened, right? And we looked at that and we thought, man, the big bang was just, it flew in the face of God. It was, it was sacrilegious. Because we knew that God created everything with a word. And it was. And then you have the theory, they're not the theories, but the laws of thermodynamics that when you look at our universe, it became clearer and clearer that there had to be this cause. And the Big Bang wasn't a good enough explanation. And even the atheists and the evolutionists have to acknowledge something, and that is that there was some cause. There had to be some reason for that Big Bang to happen. And there's a problem with that. Because they don't have 
an outside agent to cause that. But we do. And reading the, that Lee Strobel book, Case for the Creator, there were some interesting things that were that have been found in science, observable things that have given new clarity, I guess, to to some of the things found in the universe. And one of those things is that it appears that that the the matter in the universe appears to have had this great expansion from this point, this singularity, but almost as though it like exploded into where things are and then and then they're slowly in comparison slowly moving away so instead of an explosion that caused everything to move and you know eventually we're at the point where we are now where things are spread out the way they are it's almost has evidence for an explosion that created everything nearly where it is now and it's slowly moving away. I know I'm not doing that explanation very much justice, but the implication was that, you know what? It might be okay to say that I believe in the Big Bang, except the fact that God created it and His Big Bang was the result of His word of creation and boom, there it is. And you now see the universe doing its slight expansion. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the reason that that is seen that way is because if if the matter of the universe... I, I, I'm hoping I'm getting this right. I believe I am. If the matter of the universe had exploded in such a way like this Big Bang without you know, without some outside agent, call, call him God, the mass, if it hadn't expanded out to the level it is where it is, it would have, it would have not gotten to the point where it could escape its own gravity and it would fall in on itself. And that was one explanation that evolutionists had too is that you know the reason for the big bang is well it's just always doing that it explodes and then it falls in on itself and then you know it explodes and it's kind of eternally always doing that except for the fact you know and that would explain an uncaused big bang if it's always doing that you don't need to have an outside agent to 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 start the ball in motion, to, to drop that first domino and let the rest happen. But the problem is, is they've, they've found that it wouldn't collapse on itself. The way things are now, it, it won't do that. And so if it had, if that creation of the universe had happened way back in, you know, time eternal past, then what that really means is that if, I mean, I'm talking about like forever, eternally back, then that means that all of the energy in the universe would have already been used up and gone and, and we would have the cold death situation. We would be 
there would be nothing of the universe, no life, no way to observe it, we would not exist. So that can't be. So the evolutionist thought is, is to reach in their bag of tricks and try to come up with a solution for this uncaused creation. Because one of the things that we as Christians and, and those of us who believe, even if we're not Christians, but we're theists, we believe there's a God, we look at creation, we look at everything around us, and I think that there are some 200 and some, call them constants of nature, physical constants, that, that are part of the fabric of our universe. You know, everything from, you know, the, the, uh, the fact that water, when it freezes, it actually becomes less buoyant, I'm sorry, more buoyant than water itself. The ice becomes more buoyant. Well, there, that's, a, um, that's an amazing feature of water because most things don't behave that way. And if water behaved like most things, it would freeze from the bottom of an ocean and freeze up as things were cold. And you'd never have this... You'd basically have an ice planet. You'd have something that wouldn't sustain life. So that one little constant that has to do with how water freezes and and how water behaves helps us be able to be alive on planet Earth. That's just one of hundreds. You look at the, the position of the Earth in relationship to the sun and even the moon. And all these things had to line up in such a way to create an environment where life was possible. You change any one of those things by too much and you've broken this delicate balance. Now, when confronted by this fact, those that are atheistic in what they believe, in order to explain that and explain the incredible coincidence that we happen to be in a universe that has laws that permit life to happen, and how do you explain that just by random chance, that they'll pull this out of their bag of tricks. They will say, and this is, this is kind of the current understanding, we happen to be in a universe that is one of billions of universes. And the, all, they all are birthed or just exist. They would say they pre-exist because there's no cause, remember. And every one might have a slight difference to the makeup of, their, of that universe. And their constants will be different. And we just happen to be in the one that allows for life to happen. And so here we are to witness that. And, you know, all these other universes, um, there might be some that have uh, life of some forms, and there might be some that, you know, the parameters of their universe that were just randomly chance created, or not even created, just existing, um, they might not have any life whatsoever. But we just happen to be in the one that could support life. That That's a real explanation that they have. Now, can we sit down and just 
I don't know if you're a believer or not, if you're a theist or an atheist, can you sit down and really tell me that, that my belief in a God that's supernatural, that's outside of the natural processes, takes more faith than what the atheistic agenda is calling for? Because that requires a lot of faith. I seem to recall an interview with Dawson, Richard Dawson. He's a famous atheist and has written a number of books. But he was asked about, you know, because there is a problem that atheists have. Because for, for a Christian or for a theist, belief in a God is faith. I don't have to prove, I can't, I can't, none of us can prove it, and I've told you that in the past. I can't prove to you that God is real. I just have evidence in my life that he is, and I believe that I'm looking at evidence all around me that there is a supernatural element. But I understand that if you're not, if you're not born of the Spirit, you're going to have a hard time seeing that, and that's what Scripture is saying. My faith in God doesn't require me to prove it. Just like an atheist's thought about the non-existence of any God can't be proven, the atheist has more burden of proof, more burden than I have. Because all I need to do is give an example of a God, but he has to, to, you know, to prove my point. And he has to prove that nowhere in all of this universe and in any of the other multiple universes that there is no God. Who's got the harder job to do here? And so in this interview, he was asked, well, you can't prove that there isn't a God. And he, and he admitted to that. He, he said no. But he was asked, well, if you can't prove that there isn't a God, then then there is a potential that the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, Jehovah, the God that I serve, the Father of Jesus Christ, that there is a potential that that God exists. And if I'm remembering his remark correctly, he, he avoided that answer and said something like, well, there might be any, any number of millions of gods then, but there's nothing that says that it would have to be that god. Something like that. And I thought that was so crazy, funny, stupid, because I can almost picture a little devil on his shoulder, a little demon, whose job it is to lie to us and to get us away from understanding that there is... God, the one true God. I can see this little demon whispering into Richard's ear and saying, well, you can't, you can't admit to that God, but all the other ones you can. What a juvenile argument. How juvenile, how immature. I don't know, that's how I took it. There was another video that Richard was interviewed on. And, of course, I'm not going to remember the title of that either, but it was, a, it was a DVD that was put together to talk about intelligent design. You know, as, an, as a valid method to teach 
origins. And essentially it's allowing for the for there to be a supernatural cause to the origin of all things. Then he was interviewed and I'm I'm going to need to find that DVD because I think that it ended up he got put in his place. I think that there was an argument that he didn't have an answer for. Going to have to find that one out. I can't remember the title of it. I'll have to let you guys know. But it just reminded me that the arguments of man, they don't carry as much weight as the weight that I give to the arguments of God. So today is a different day. Don't normally talk about this kind of heady stuff. Hope, hope I haven't like bored you with all this stuff. But it's fascinating to me. And I know that there are some that might listen to this. And this is exactly what they needed to hear today. I can't prove God to you. But what I can give you... I can't give you proof, but I can give you evidence... evidence of his existence in my life and perhaps you've listened to these podcasts and you're getting a whiff of the evidence of God even just in that because you're seeing things that you never saw before and your heart is getting tweaked a little bit and you're thinking you know what there is a hope that I never considered and this guy Rusty is talking about this hope And he's talking in such a way that's giving me hope. And I didn't think I had any. Now I can tell you, there is hope. As sure as I am sitting here in this car, talking to you through my phone. I believe that there is a God who created us all. Who knew about your situation right now. And knew the struggles that you have believing in a in a in a deity and maybe knew that you'd be listening today and that ride guy is talking about causes the cause of the or, or origins i don't know why it all happened the way it went down i don't know why I think that there's a a purpose that God had from time eternal that's even well beyond what we know now. Who knows what's going to happen when God creates this new earth? Yeah, this earth is going to be created again. Check it out in Revelation. Who knows? Maybe that's chapter 1 of a bigger plan I don't know all I know is that I am going to be enthralled with my maker when I am with him just like I am now but it'll be different so until then there's stuff to do so I'm staying in the word and I'm reading it I'm getting it into me I'm trying to live peaceably with my neighbors And I am lifting up a prayer for those who 
persecute me because I believe that there is power in that. And I'm trying to seek out the wisdom of God and understand the world we live in. And that's what today was all about. So I hope this has helped. I'm at my destination right now. So I will see you guys on the flip.